What's up, Seacasters, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. In this podcast, we'll be talking everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts in the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's grow together. In today's episode, I interview WBF Pro Jenna Davies. So Jenna is also an EHP athlete. I've seen her at a few events, but I never actually had a chance to have a conversation with Jenna. So I'm really glad that I get to within this podcast because it turns out we are extremely similar. Personally, I find Jenna really inspiring and I've been wanting to interview her for quite some time now, not just because I'm wanting to compete as well, but just her overall outlook on life. She's extremely real. She's extremely raw. And on social media, she talks about the nitty gritty. You know, she'll talk about her success, but she'll also talk about her failures. And that's the shit that I love. And in today's episode, I really wanted to talk about her everyday habits, her rituals, what she does in her everyday life to get her to that point she gets to on stage, the sacrifices that she makes, and overall her mindset after prep. Hello, Jenna, and welcome to Your Balance Co. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited, Christy. So I was just saying that I haven't filmed an episode in months, so you are episode 17. So excited to have you on board. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be chatting with you. I guess like last time we met, we were sort of just out and about um, at an EHP event and now so much has happened. I mean, well, I'm in lockdown. So are you in lockdown? No, I'm living it up. Sorry. Sorry. Lucky. Look, I may as well be like I'm at home 24-7. I work from home. I live at home. I stay at home. So look, I'm in lockdown. The only place I go to is the gym. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm so similar. Hey, like I have my business. I work from home. I sit in this spot all day doing Zoom meetings and then I go out for walks. But I will say I miss the cross trainer. Oh, ew. Yeah, I know. can't relate. Back on back on the shred. Um, and it's day two. <laughs> and yeah, there's nothing like, you know, sweating it out on a cross trainer with some tunes. I call it Club Jenna. But otherwise yeah. now I'm just pounding the pavement doing steps in the cold. Yeah, I was telling my partner the other day that I really slack cardio when it because I'm very goal driven. So if something isn't actually helping me move towards my goal. I don't even think about it. So like, for example, cardio right now, because my main goal is to build size, I, I, to even walk, like you have to pay me basically. hundred percent. That, that is what happened to me. So post-show I was like, I'm living my best life. And then I just stopped walking. (laughs) And that's not how you diet. Yeah. Did you, did you find... Did you find after your show, because to the audience you would have heard in the intro, you've recently won your last show. Mm-hmm. Was that was that your first show? How many shows have you done? That was my fourth show with the WBFF. Fourth show ever. I've only ever competed with WBFF. And, um, yeah, I won that show and it was amazing. I felt over the moon. And then coming home, um, I guess, you know, you have all the right intentions in terms of reverse dieting and backing out of the the volume of competing, but you're also like, well, I'll just take a week and then I'll start. Then a week becomes two and then two becomes four. And you're like, oh, well, that's all gone out the window now, hasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It can be extremely hard because you haven't actually been able to live your life for so long. And then you finally start to get to live it and you're like, fuck it. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, (laughs) 
coming back, I had like my birthday. I was eating at like stored Easter eggs. And then, you know, like you, when you get so close to the stage, there's things that you do for life and health that become a chore because it's for the stage. For example, sex. Like Mm. you should, and I've been speaking about this as much as possible, like you should be going for a walk because the movement is life. Like you should go and appreciate the neighborhood you live in. You should go and clear your head. You should go move your body. But it becomes becomes about tracking steps and energy expenditure. And then it's like, well, I don't have to do that anymore because I'm not dieting. I'm like, yeah, okay. But what about like living, breathing, Mm. grateful, being connected, you know? Um, And I guess it took me a little while, but we got there and I started going for walks and I didn't even care what my step target was for a while. Yeah, completely changing that mindset. I um. I've just finished reading Mark Carroll. So he's your coach. Yeah. He's reverse dieting ebook. And he was talking about the sense how it is so dangerous in comp world because they have this goal and they're so strict towards achieving this goal. And once they don't have that goal anymore, they see no purpose in this type of behavior that they're doing. And he was saying that the purpose is to just reverse diet. So that should be a completely other goal. But I completely understand how hard it would be after just not living a proper fulfillment life for so long. A hundred percent. so restricted. And it becomes then about there's this sort of trade-off that you have the opportunity to choose. Everything we do is a choice, right? And you can choose, am I going to just take a minute, rest and recoup, or am I going to flick the switch and now start this reverse diet? And it's so hard because to the normal population, aka friends and family, um, they're like, you deserve it. You've earned it. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I have and I am. Thanks. But what they don't see, know or understand is the metabolic adaptations that occur physically in the body that are true and there and ready and waiting for you. So like, yes, you've deserved it. And yes, you've earned it. That No one's taking that away from you. But the fact of the matter is your body's in a sensitive state and um, dropping or throwing the baby out with the bad, with the bathwater and dropping these habits all at once from a mental point of view is so normal because you need a break. You mm. can't go a million miles an hour. And it's not like the last eight weeks before a show are balanced. It's like hell for leather, really. So, um, yeah, it's about trying to, for me, it was changing my thought process. And instead of seeing it as a tool for fat loss, I'm like, okay, this is a way to nourish my body, my emotional state. And, and build and just, it back up and basically exactly. heal everything. So to my listeners, metabolic adaptation doesn't just happen to those who have um, post-comp prep, it actually happens to anyone who's done some form of dieting over a period of time. So I get a lot of people to this day, they're saying that their metabolism has been damaged because they've been under eating for so long. But what has just really happened is your body has just literally adapted to the minimal amount of calories that you're on. So if you, after a diet, go straight back to your normal eating, your body doesn't know how to deal with all that food. So that's when a huge amount of fat can like fat gain can occur and what jenna is basically saying is this can be super detrimental on your mental health after competing you know you're so lean and you've worked so hard for this body and then if you go straight back into living a normal life your body doesn't really know how to cope so it is one it's about weighing that up and also thinking about um the future basically putting into perspective 
how you're going to feel if you just really knuckle down on this reverse diet for the next few weeks and then kind of continue that journey so forth and so on. I think there's a couple of things with that as well. Like one, you just want to go back to normal, but Uh metabolic adaptation means your new normal. And we're talking about baseline calories. It's not what it was. Mm. So even if you just go back to doing what you were doing, it's still. That's not your body's homeostasis state at the present moment. And then the second thing is like, whether you're a competitor or not, if you've achieved a great amount of weight loss, you've got to be prepared to put some back on to some extent. And people get to the end result and stop because they're like, I've made it. And then they fixate their mindset on what they should look like, which is this, because they've been obsessed with looking like that. Mm. And then to some extent, they start putting weight back on, which is so normal. But that weight coming back on then makes people really freak out They overeat, they binge eat, they stop training because they feel shit. They don't feel as good as they look. But the reality is you're still looking probably the best you've ever looked. You may only be one or two kilos up from your goal. But if you start self-sabotaging now and telling yourself you look and feel shit, you're going to get worse. And that's this body love thing which comes back into it where, for example, if you just went and walked because you loved yourself, not because you were trying to achieve anything aesthetically, you'd relieve the stress of not hitting your step target and you would be doing it for love. Exactly. And there's this vicious cycle that comes with achieving a result, trying to keep the result, stressing out because you can't keep the result, then not trying to keep the result. You know what I mean? Exactly. When it does come down to rebody composition, we've got to take into consideration that when it comes down to our body, it goes through different phases throughout the year and accept that and be okay with that. Um, I haven't been on stage, so I don't know what it's like to one look, work so hard and then look like that and have to kind of accept it to change in a sense. But that is something that I do love about you is you are so open with that. You say that, you know, you, you want to go through building phases. You want to go through different phases. You're not so obsessed with looking a certain way and saying X amount of like an unrealistic amount of body fat all year round. Yeah. It's huge because a lot of people will ask me, how do you cope with your body changing mentally? Like, do you want to stay like this? Now, one thing I just want to say, I choose to do bodybuilding, not to look that way, but to challenge myself and exert the most possible discipline I possibly can over all areas of my life. That lean physique is not and never has been a goal of mine to maintain. And I think it's really important people know that. I compete for the process. I compete. That day is just the cherry on top. I'm happy to put weight back on. And something I've observed, and like I don't coach people, but I have got a great large community of women. And something that I have observed is there's this dissonance, this cognitive dissonance between what you want, what you say you want, and what you're willing to do for it. Now, most girls, I feel say they want abs they want to look like their favorite fitspo girl they still want to have a bottle of wine and a pizza on the weekend with their friends totally fine but if you're hurting yourself by saying nasty things to yourself all week about why you're not looking like your favorite fitspo girl and then on the weekend you're choosing differently you've got to realize maybe you don't actually want what you say you want and this is something I try and share like I put weight back on after my after not reverse dieting but the, the body I have right now is my body this is my favorite 
body and and I don't want to love my body conditionally or based on how it looks I love it at all shapes and sizes but what my point is bodybuilding is like the furthest extent like I don't walk around thinking I need to lose weight I don't walk around thinking I'm fat I have fat I've got to lose six seven kilos to the show that's because that's what I choose to do but for everyone else if you have a goal um, and you are so set on achieving it maybe you also need to consider do you actually really want that goal because there's a huge lifestyle trade-off that comes as you get leaner, you start compromising, like you start paying for it more and more and more with time and effort and energy, all of this. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is finding balance in terms of how you really want to look. What about how you really want to live? Mm. Do you want to be spending four hours on a Saturday doing cardio steps and training? Do you want to do your shopping and food prep? Do you want to be weighing out all your foods and you don't have to like there's a a range here there's a degree at which you can be more accurate and specific to maintain and achieve a result but my message is I guess is finding balance it's not just how you want to look like what about how you want to live and feel keeping your goals realistic is so important yeah yeah and people don't understand the type of sacrifices that you need to make and this is a big reason why I wanted you to kind of jump on my podcast today because especially with social media um when comp is around you see the competitors posting their routine and what they do and the excessiveness that they go to and that isn't how they are on a normal day-to-day basis that's how they are closer to comp so I wanted to kind of talk about um, what are your daily habits on a normal normal life? Because that person on stage is mentally built up through your behavior and your habits on your everyday life. So what do them habits outside of comp look like? A hundred percent. And, you know, they say how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I just want to say, if I may, like I think personally the reason I won this show, like obviously you never know who you're up against. The reason that I achieved my best possible result to date and have semi kept it um, is because of this system, this process that I have applied to get there, which I actually do at like a micro level every single day. So um, every day I wake up around the same time between five and five 30. Naturally, I don't even set an alarm, which is nice. It's a bit of a flex, <laughs> mm. um, but five to five 30, I wake up. I usually make myself a tea or a coffee and I journal and I'm in the gym by six um six till seven seven twenty ish depending I train um I usually go for a little walk just to be so grateful for where I live and smell some fresh air and see color you know um and then I I come up and or to my apartment and I start I cook breakfast and I start working um I have a very I have a marketing company I've Um, My business is very digital based, online marketing, personal branding. So I slave over my laptop until midday. And then I try and go for a walk Um, or I, you know, jump on the cross trainer or something like that. Um, And that is usually where I am like most accomplished. Like at this point in time, I'm like, you know, sort of buzzing away from all the caffeine that I've had. I love, I have OxyShred every morning before I go train. Everyone knows that. And then sometimes I might even have it again if I'm going to do cardio at midday or I'll have like um, the non-stim oxy shred, which I really like. Um, Mm. And then I sort of take a bit of a break and I settle back in around two for like an 
afternoon evening session of work I usually stop at like six um at which point I may go for a walk if I have to hit my steps um or then I start to wind down I'll eat dinner I'll um probably like meditate listen to music I have music playing all the time um I get in I have a bath I probably spend more time in my bath than I do on my couch um and then I have a super early night um and I well not really like nine nine thirty I guess yeah we're grandmas I'm saying yeah yeah the thought Um, of having a night like that's later than that stressful to me stressful during the week for sure um weekends (laughs) yeah 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 no but I I definitely find that routine doesn't change where like all year round it's the same how oh okay to some extent so more recently since my show I've been sleeping till six sometimes 6 30 we're in lockdown what am I going to do um I train a bit later it triggers all my anxiety systems because I've got like OCD with time um but then I don't go wow same like if I'm in the gym at 7 30 I'm like you're late you're late yeah yeah that's something that I've recently acknowledged having a bit of OCD with time and it's something that I've actually put into practice to challenge because I realized it was actually not serving me in what in a positive way it was causing me yeah, stress. stress exactly mm. and you know I've created my own business to live with time freedom so why the hell am I giving myself stress oh my god like I feel you there like my partner will be like why why it doesn't matter if you're late like you are the boss like you can change your time you can change your meetings you can change your gym time and it's it's funny like I definitely personally I actually spoke about this on my um YouTube channel long ago mine definitely stemmed from my past with an eating disorder and it was very my food revolved a lot around time and now recovered it's kind of like I still have that sense of um control and habitual state of mind when it comes down to time so I've yeah. learned to really challenge that. Well, you know what? I have this part of me and I call her Drill Sergeant Jenna. And I think she was heavily influenced by my dad. And my dad was like ex-South African army. My stepdad's German. Like they're just, if you're not early, you're late. And yeah. everything was based around time. So if I say I'm like one of the reasons that I do so well for myself is because I'm able to get so much done with my day. So I calendarize everything and I feel better knowing that I've planned out my time. But then if something pushes that back, it causes me stress. And this is something that I like you challenge myself on. And, and since my show, I'm like, what if I didn't go to the gym at 5.30? What if I wasn't the first one there? Who cares, you know? And nothing changes. You know one benefit? I eat less because I'm not awake for so long. Yeah, yeah. And it's good good to know that you are efficient with your time. But a quote that I read from Tony Robbins is, um, true joy is created through the moment of spontaneousness. So when you allow yourself to be a little bit more spontaneous, and this can come with time, good things can come from that. So... I really love your routine in the sense of you've created a lot of self-discipline and structure. And that is uh, like, I, my audience know that I am so persistent when it comes down to self-discipline, when it comes down to a good routine, because that is a fundamental of good habits and creating a healthy and active and successful lifestyle, but also allowing things to change 
and making the best out of it. And this is something that I've only recently started to implement because I suck at it because I'm, I'm very OCD with time. I'm very OCD with my routine. But some days I'll be like, you know what? I'll just really fuck myself over and I'll go to the gym in the afternoon. Boom, yeah. challenge, <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah, and- exactly. Well, you know what? You never know who you might meet there. You never know who you might see there. Like I have enjoyed since my show just being a little bit more flexible with myself and trying to do what feels good. Like literally what feels good. So moving Mm. because it feels good. Going for a walk because it feels good, you know. Like there there was probably a month post-show or a couple of weeks where I was just training, doing what I like to do. Um, And I think that that's something I'm also working on, this element of, but what if it wasn't that way? What if it didn't have to be that way? Like, just go with it, you know? Um, and it's, it's been, it's been yeah. nice. That, that's crazy because I'm actually really relating to that mindset at this moment because I'm in a current building phase. I'm not really doing or eating things that I love because my goal is to build muscle. So just say if I want a salad, I'm like, no, I need to have the burger <laughs> and rice. I need Shame. to build First muscle. World problem. Yeah, and like. I've been when I when I have a goal, I'm all I'm all in basically. And I've been tracking my macros to the T and I have just been training to the T. And there was um like two days ago, I was just I was a bit tired. I wasn't hungry. I just kind of wanted to chill. I just wanted to chill. I didn't want to stress about macros. I was busy. I didn't want to stress about hitting my protein, hitting my carbs. And it wasn't until that I acknowledge that sense of stress around me trying to fight that wanting to have a break that I was like wow this unconscious stress that I'm putting on myself every single day for a certain goal it's taken a toll it really is and I am very goal driven so I do love to have goals I would be lost without them but I did notice on this specific day that I'm not allowing myself to be spontaneous I'm very I have to eat this have to do this kind of thing So I can completely relate with that, especially when you do have a specific goal that you're wanting to achieve. I think as well, life happens sometimes outside of what you've scheduled in. You know what I mean? Like if you have like my week, if you saw my calendar, I am back to back. Like I even plan the times I get to go for a walk. Otherwise I don't go. Yeah. And, um, you know, p- p- pre or what am I trying to say? P- 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 <laughs> lockdown <laughs> lockdown um, doesn't really change the fact that I sit here like Rapunzel in my tower, a.k.a. Sydney one bedroom apartment um, and work like you can't I can't go and experience things that don't already have a place in my life spontaneously because there's no room for that. And mm. it's like, but is that living? And to mm. what extent do your goals cost you that just freedom like on a whim sort of experience and I mean obviously there's a trade-off like successful people have structure um which can be quite like a, a masculine sort of approach to things as well but something I'm also enjoying is um having really free evenings like 6 p.m I start working what am I going to do with my time I could play playstation I could have a bar mm-hmm. I could do anything I mean, obviously not a lot and still alone, um, but my point is it's allowing you to just go, what do I feel like doing? Um, mm. But like you said, when you're building um, and building muscle, I guess, is people think, well, I always tease 
um, or make make light of people who ask me questions about building because they're usually like, how do you eat all your calories? I can't eat all my calories. And I'm like, oh, please, like, you know, um, but it's really hard for people. Um, Look, it definitely is um, because you have your on and off days, I think. Yeah, and I think you get uncomfortable, you get bloated, you look puffy puffy you know I say that with quotation marks um and also it's hard work to push yourself in the gym to that extent um you know probably strength training as well but I think we're always wanting what we can't have with body composition skinny girls naturally lean who need to build muscle they lose muscle if they go away on holiday they get sick and lose three kilos girls like me yeah girls like me I don't know how it happens but like I just have muscle I mean not going anywhere but um i look at a cookie and i put on three kilos yes look yeah, at it isn't it funny <laughs> how it can like can be completely different just from body type like i'm someone who i do really believe in body type but i also believe that rebody composition is a thing and you can kind of work with that so that is one thing that i did want to ask you if someone is wanting to build a decent size um do you, do you have any tips or do you just generally do feel like what we're saying? It comes down to body type. Some people may need to go into a bulk and some people just maintenance. I mean, it comes down to a few things. I think there's, of course, your genetic makeup um, or body type. There's also what have you been doing? Like what is your training history? Did you grow up doing athletics? Did you grow up doing track and field? Are you a horse rider? Like there's all these things that work into your favor by the time you go, I think I need to build some muscle or potentially work against you. So I think um, if someone wanted to build some serious or decent muscle mass and ladies, that just means create shape curves. You want a smaller waist, build bigger curves. So it's but true. Um, so for anyone wanting to build muscle, my advice would be like, obviously you need to follow, follow the plan. You want to have a plan in place that is desert designed to, uh, apply enough progressive overload to all areas um, such as energy intake of course and training um, to to give you the stimulus to maximize your pathways to grow so first of all you want to follow a plan that works um, and second of all you want to eat in a surplus like ma- magic happens at maintenance I say but if you really want to build muscle you want to eat in a surplus when building anyone who knows me knows I'm very relaxed with my calories and macros like I hit my calories and protein but I've interchangeable with carbs and fats but when building you want to like carbohydrates are king protein and carbs are king and I think something that I see a lot of girls struggle with is like how much protein they should be eating like I used to hate eating meat and protein too um and I used to struggle to eat over like 120 grams now I like 150 grams um so if that is you and you are struggling to get your protein in definitely substitute um or supplement with it so I love OxyWay um, or Isopep from EHP or Blessed Protein even in oats. is really um, um, very chocolatey. And that's a great meal that you can load calories into if you're struggling to hit your calories, like oats, protein, nut butter, berries, that sort mm, of a thing. Shakes are definitely an easy way. Yeah, like drink your calories. Um, even like Lust Bars, they're a really great way to, to add in calories. But follow a plan, um, be consistent and I always say this, like train the fucking house down. Like you have a goal. Every kilo counts. Every kilo. You don't have to go from a 
70 kilo squat to an 80 squat and fail. You can go to 72 and a half. I've seen those 1.25 kilo weights in every single gym in the world. So but true though. Mm. Find them, find mm. them, put them on the bar. Like go to every effort possible to nail your form and technique with a little bit more weight on that bar every single time. Yeah. And do it with safety. Like don't be afraid to die under the bar. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's yeah. aggressive, but like get a spot, use pins. Like ask yourself when you're walking out of the gym, did I give it everything today? Because you're only cheating yourself and the hard work that comes with building, like building is a process. You can lose weight by eating less and going for walks. You know what I mean? Like getting shredded theoretically isn't that hard. But when you think about building, you That's have a goal. Yeah. And, and not just that, but you usually want to build or increase certain areas of your own body that need to be brought up to improve symmetry, right? So you want a smaller waist, maybe you want bigger shoulders. So now you've got to follow a program designed for hitting shoulders. You can't miss shoulders, don't miss reps, don't miss sets. It's like, it's more programmatic. It's more structured for you. So I think um, someone who wants to build muscle, get comfortable, love your body, really love your body because you know what? You're going to diet. You're going to lose the weight that you put on and you're going to be sorry when you're on 1,200 calories or 1,500 mm. calories that you, that you you know, were hating yourself when you could eat 3,000. Yeah. Um, I definitely do feel like accepting weight gain is a huge part of it in the sense where you can't be um, constantly changing from a, like a deficit to a surplus. If you're trying to build muscle, you need to be consistent with your calories and go all in with your goal and be okay for your body to change. I mean, something that I would love to challenge every single woman on is like, how different do you really think you look with an extra three to five kilos up or down? Like if, if women step on the scales and they've put on five kilos, I've seen them become so depressed. And I'm sorry to say this to you. Most people don't even notice five kilos. Like, I mean, maybe you lose it in your face. But my point is how much stress and pressure are you putting yourself under during bulking or shredding phases when no one really cares? No one mm. knows. I'm mm. sorry to say this, but like nobody, nobody really cares. It's your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Adding on to this, do you think that social media has like a negative or positive impact on people's relationship with their body? Negative. It's not even, it's not even a for and against. Like, unfortunately, here's okay, there's two sides to this. Initially, primary response, negative. Comparison is a thief of joy. It's a highlight reel. People are posing. People are flexing. You're not seeing what you're not seeing. You, you don't even know how old some of these photos are. Um, it sparks this human instinct of desire to look better, to be better, to but then it then sparks this feeling of not being enough. And these are all human instincts that we've acquired over millions of years, comparing ourselves to others, um, feeling inadequate, which then flow on into every area of your life where you then underperform or feel jealous and insecure. Mm. Negative, negative, negative. I'm sorry to say this, but then the flip side to this is there's this huge movement if you know where to look 
around body positivity, self-love. I'm learning about self-awareness. I'm learning about being kind to myself. And I'm learning all of this through social media. Like I learned, I met, I, I discovered someone who is now a mindset coach for me through social media. And I'm learning to observe differently when I see a physique that I think is impressive. I admire the work and the dedication to get there, not how she looks in that photo. Um, I'm using my brain to make a choice now. Two people can see the same piece of content and perceive it differently. That's life. We both were like we can go through the same scenario in life and come out with different thoughts because of how your reality is shaped and mine. So now, and this is a skill, I guess it's a mindset skill, but like when I see uh, images on social media, first of all, actually, I just want to interject and say, you can choose who you follow. You don't have to yeah. follow the you can what you see. But you can also realize like this girl's work so hard. And you know something I noticed, anyone who's been following me for a shorter amount of time, maybe Everyone's like, wow, you look amazing, so shredded, blah, blah, blah. No one seemed to care when I was eating 3,000 calories for 18 months and weighing 70 kilos. You know what I mean? And this just shows me that people are choosing to notice that all of a sudden I'm looking a way that they want to look like, whatever that may be. Some people like thicker girls, whatever. My point is you choose what you see. So social media has can have a negative uh, effect if you allow it to, if you're feeling inadequate, if you're comparing, if you're following people who make you feel shit. There are girls who post really great body shots, if you want inspo, that talk about the hard work to get there. They talk about the mentality and it's about being smart with who you follow and opening your eyes to the lessons available to you from people who have done the work before you. Mm, Yeah, using this resource as a tool to learn. And look, we're human. Uh, we get fucking jealous. And to say to someone, oh, don't get jealous, just see it as motivation, that can be hard. You know, just accept that jealousy is occurring, that you're feeling that, but start to actually switch your focus towards learning from these things. And like you said, you have complete control over the accounts that you follow and what you see. Like the algorithm literally works with you without you knowing. Like yeah. the, more, the more photos that you click on and that you like, that's what is going to pop up on your feed on the reels, on all these, exactly. yeah, on these new little things that have popped up. But, yeah, exactly. you have complete control, so start to acknowledge what is serving you and what isn't, what is making you feel good and what isn't because, yeah, it can be really hard to just sit here and say, oh, don't get jealous, get motivated, you know. Acknowledge that jealousy can occur. Well, also I think the thing is don't get jealous, get motivated, but be careful where your motivation is coming from. Is it coming mm. from self-love or self hate like Mm. are you like I'm motivated because I hate my body and I want to look like her that's not nice either like the biggest thing that I have learned in this competing process is you know like my body is my body it's just this vessel that carries me through life I'm very blessed that it carries me through life I've got legs and arms and I can do whatever I want with them some people don't you know but my point is I am me regardless of how I look and me personally, I built a social media account. Um, there's people, I guess, who expect me to look a certain way. So I think I have to look a certain way. But the reality is I'm the same person, same friend, same business owner, same everything. I'm the same person, this size, that size or whatever. Um, so don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like your goals should be health focused first. Like 
And if you have a body goal um, of someone else, which is so, I understand. I understand why girls do this. I do. Um, just as long as you know that you'll never look like that. Like you'll look like your version of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's actually quite funny. This is unrelated. But we were talking just before, Christy, about um, breast surgery. And when I was getting my boobs done a while ago, I had all these photos of different girls in bikinis that I liked. And my doctor was like, I just want you to know that your boobs are going to look like your boobs, but enhanced. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> and then I realized, well, oh, this girl has different collarbones. This girl's got different shoulder frame. Like, and in my head, all I see is what I don't have. But what I'm actually realizing is this is my body. These are my, these are my implants. It's going to make me look this way. But my point is, if you are using body inspo to motivate you, please pick someone who shows up every day for the lifestyle. So that is actually a cue not to look at her body, but to look at her life. Her behaviour, her actions and her self-discipline and motivation. And and this comes down to what I said before about the, the the cognitive dissonance between what you say you want and what you actually want. Because remember, she's up at 5 a.m. in the gym. She's weighing her food. She's doing Sunday grocery shops and preps. You're looking at her body while you're out doing all the things that aren't serving your purpose and then mm. feeling shit that you don't look like her. Mm. Look at her and look at her life. That, that exactly. Your, your, her, her daily schedule should be your screensaver, mm. not her stomach. And like what you are saying before, I generally do feel like self-belief and self-love plays a huge part in how to get to these places because if you don't have any self-belief in yourself, you're not going to be able to have that discipline and do the habitual things that are going to get you there. And mm-hmm. yeah. And stay there. This yeah. is the other thing that you were saying as well. Like, does your routine routine change? More or less, no. Um, obviously, closer to the show, there's more cardio, there's more steps, there's more time moving, but more or less, no. And that is because, I mean, you would know this, everyone knows this. If you can't see yourself doing it 12 weeks from now, you won't be. So, what comes with the short term change is what goes the short-term change like and it sounds so cheesy but like if you want to change yeah change your body change your life change your lifestyle like it's really yeah little things that you can start to do that yield the greatest return exactly really that's why I'm just so huge on habits because it just comes down to your habits like for me whether I am in a building phase or in a fat loss phase I don't need to do anything drastic because over a period of time, my habits are so consistent. That's how I get to my goal. Exactly. You know, I'm not going on huge diets and huge runs for three days of the week and then I'm um, just going all out on food and barely going to the gym in the other days. I'm just doing a bit of bit of walking. I'm pretty, you know, on point with my macros. I'm going to the gym, but that's consistent. And they're my habits that I've created. And yeah, I do feel like self-discipline is something that we should practice low-key every single day. 100%. And this is something I just want to share honestly and openly. I've never done a building phase. I've had times where I've just gone fuck it for longer than others and eaten in a surplus um, or over my calories or not tracked. But the consistent habits that help me win at whatever it is you, you think I won, whether it's a pro card or conquering my own self in the day I think the latter um is training I've always trained with intensity I've always kept that up I've never missed 
especially in the weeks or like whatever, so that when I have dropped in some areas of my life, and this kind of comes down to that finding balance, like when my nutrition's gone out the window, I've kept so many other things happening that I was able to build this physique mm. without trying, seemingly. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like you didn't just kind of give up on everything. You still had the fundamental habits there that help you to get back on track and to get you where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. And it's those those um, habits, that balance that gives you the consistency. And, you know, something that I've sort of debated with myself is, is balance the new perfectionism? Like, am I saying I want balance? Is that being the top of my game in everything I'm doing? Like, when I say balance, it's just like, sometimes I, I challenge myself in thinking, that means training the house down, eating well. It means working like a boss. It means sleeping like a freaking baby. Like everything I do, I want to do well. Mm, you know what mm, I mean? To what 100%. extent is that then balance? Because you and then it's like then I want to have the great relationships and mm. blah 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 blah. Um, so it's, it's sort of like there's so many ways that you can sort of look at it, but it's about relieving that pressure. Um, no, balance is not the new perfectionism. That's what I've learned. Balance is the happiness, freedom, spontaneity. It's connection. It's it's showing up for yourself and your health and listening to your body and, and feeding yourself what you want to feed it because most of us don't want to eat like children or, like I say, like a dickhead all the time. But, you, <laughs> yeah, like you do if you tell yourself you've got restriction coming. But if you're like, I'm balanced, I can have whatever I want, you probably don't actually want to have the caramel slice with your coffee at mm. 9 a.m. at work. You know what I mean? Because mm. you're not really restricted in the near future. Exactly. That, you basically did answer my last question. So it's what does finding your balance look like to you? And it's good because it just it seems like a, a quite a few things that you're wanting to into play that make you feel that sense of balance I think the journey that I've been on post-show as well um balance to me is peace 100% it's, it's peace yeah. it's it's not stressing that I'm mm. not doing enough it's it's knowing that I've done my work it's believing in my own value that my work is enough I've done what mm. I have to do I'm showing up in the gym as hard as I can it's balance to me is this peace of mind where you're not asking yourself could I be doing more have I got more to give do I have more on the table have I taken enough rest like I feel like you're literally like I, I am you right now like that is my <laughs> complete mindset like it's honestly crazy but I so agree like if you achieve something sit back and fucking acknowledge that yeah and you know congratulations don't think to yourself, I could have done better. I could have done that quicker. could have done that more efficient. You know, like actually just acknowledge that you've achieved that. Fucking exactly. let yourself have Stop that. Stop and smell the roses. <laughs> like, <laughs> like six weeks after my show, someone said, you're a pro. How does it feel? And I was like, I don't even fucking know, hey. Like yeah. the exact same. I never stopped to go, oh, I did that, you know. And, and this comes down is one thing I will say, something I do daily with my journaling. I look at where I stood in my own way and I look at what opportunities I have for growth that day. And this isn't to be hard on myself. It's to genuinely improve. Like if you are going to compare, whether it's to yourself or to others, 
do it constructively. You know what I mean? Like if so-and-so mm. is leaner than you, go, what is she doing that I can learn from? Exactly. Being constructive, not just putting hate towards yourself and exactly. telling yourself you can't do it. Tell yourself you can do it and ask yourself questions on how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. I Be completely inspired. Be inspired, mm. not not made to feel like you're inadequate because of your thoughts. Let yourself be inspired. No, I love that. I love that. That did did bring me to my last question. Thank you so much, Jenna, for jumping on board. Can Thanks you for having me. Give everyone your socials where they can find you. Yeah, guys, my name is Jenna Davies. My Instagram is Jen Ann. <laughs> Funny story. Um, What's J E J E double N A double N E? Um, it's my middle name. Anne is my middle name. And when I first got Instagram, I didn't realize this. This name would stick. And um, it did. It's like the people that put their birthday at the end. Like it's like me yeah. having like Chrissy Swally in 1996. Like, whoa, that would yeah. imagine that being my name now. Like it, shit would be ruined. Yeah, baby. I'm 93. Wow. Um, and guys, jennadaviesmarketing.com. Yeah, you know, hit her up. <laughs> Slide Real promo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for jumping on board. I hope you guys did like this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.